0: Hello everyone, and wel- welcome back to another episode on the podcast. Um, it's going to be really cool this episode um, because um, it's it's a multi kind of podcast episode. So it's not just going to go on one podcast; it's going to go on two. So even better um so i'm gonna do my intro and then i'm gonna give it to aaron so he can do his podcast intro as well so to, to to anyone uh welcome to this episode for my podcast this will be like um the last autumn special of this year so it's gonna be it's gonna be really cool we're gonna be speaking about our podcast our experiences um about autumn as well about autism as well and yeah it's gonna be really cool we have set questions for each other so it's gonna be really cool so aaron i'll let you do your intro
1: all oh, right, well, well, welcome to the podcast. I tend to normally do the in- uh, recording intros ahead of the, uh, you know, when doing the editing of it, as I tend to delve in with the interviews. But I'll just introduce for your listeners about my podcast. So, the podcast I host is called Neuro Autistically Armed Podcast. Pod, where I chat to different people who are neurodivergent. It started out in, uh, 2020, but I took a bit of a uh, break, I guess, from like the burnout, or like I guess just kind of, like sometimes it's done where you stop with an idea, but somehow like it ends up stopping. And then I thought, now it's, it's time to restart again and to do something productive and a bit fun to do, And I really enjoyed doing this podcast as it's quite explorative for me to talk, talk to other more like, divergent people. About their stories. It's quite early on in the podcast. There's only like quite like several interviews up so far with mainly like uh, female and non binary people, as myself is. I'm non binary, you say them pronouns. And we'll so we'll get I uh, got plenty of episodes, it comes out on Sunday at 10 pm at the minute, and I'll we'll, and be hosting uh episodes about Christmas and New Year with different people. I treated away from like like a inquisitive edge where we'll I'll talk about to different people about different issues. I'll survive touch on like mental health advocacy, um, but like uh, different areas of work, uh where I'll talk to a PhD students about their research on autism. Uh, different like areas like non-binary uh, identities and mm-hmm. such like ehlers a, a, a law Syndrome and I want to this chat I set some questions to ask you about your story with uh, Crohn's and I also tend to chat about people's newer divergent stories and I know we'll draw a bit at a view
0: Oh, uh, definitely! It sounds like you got a really good podcast going. I, I like it that you, you, you took a break. I think I need one of them.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess you. You know, like sometimes you know, like you, even you know, like I, I was working on like working it at the time, but I guess sometimes you end up stopping the project. I guess it's because it was like doing in the middle of like lo- like the lock. periods of in and out lockdowns in twenty twenty. Then you know, like sometimes. Yeah, just some like monumental elephant sometimes. You just stop doing something for no apparent reason I can't think of. And then I thought, hey, it's the right time to start going with myself as you know, when you're in, in winter, you know, like you don't really end up going outside to do like have a stuff. So I thought we put something to spend my time with.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I... I like it. Seems we kind of started our podcast at a similar time because I uh, I started mine in twenty twenty as well. So um, it was about when the first lockdown was um I I started it and it it's it, it been really fun. Like um, I guess I had more time as well um that back then when it was lockdowns and you was indoors a lot.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I you know many people have started different projects for lockdown and like. Different interests just to keep yourself going and keep yourself mentally occupied and you know it and stuff like this is quite good for like discovering stuff about yourself as many people started to learn and discover stuff about themselves throughout the lo- periods of lockdown in that year of 2020 so what was the main reason be in starting your podcast not like led up to starting it? Um,
0: well, uh, at first, I had to um, figure out what 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 a podcast was because at the time, like I I saw other people do podcasts like um and stuff, and I thought, what is it? And then at the start, like I think what led to it was was like um being being uh, I guess not much to do like uh, I, I wanted to do something and doing a podcast you can speak to different people it didn't start that way I, I kind of started talking about myself for a little thought maybe a few episodes um, and then I, I discovered hang on a minute I can th- th- there's a way I can hop on a call or something um. And then I could speak to different people, not not just from the UK, from um, other countries as well. So it kind of led on to that. And then I thought it was just going to be a lockdown kind of thing like in 2020. But then um, it's still kind of here, um, um, like um, uh, still affecting people and stuff. So I thought I'll, I'll still do it now. It's, 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 it's very interesting.
1: Yeah. Uh, as you said, you know, you started by like, to- like mainly like talking by yourself about yourself and your neurodivergent experiences so what was the things that you started off by talking about
0: um i think I, I i didn't actually speak about uh like my like my i guess being autistic straight away i guess i i just i i, I talked about more my crone side of things to start with and then eventually i thought hang on a minute um there's a a good neurodivergent. Uh, a, a, a neurodiverse community out there as well as a, like a, a Crohn's community so it's good that I could kind of talk about both and then get people about both eventually on but I, I, actually the first guest I did have was a person that works for uh, it's like an organization I'm part of that um helps people with all like it's about uh, not just help people with like who are neurodiverse but but the focus of the episode was about autism really and and, and stuff like that so um, it led on to that I I think and it was I guess it's very nervous at the start because you speak to um, people you don't really know
1: yeah of course yeah it's definitely been as nervous at the start yeah as it was by myself starting this whole project like I think for myself I because like I was listening of podcasts and when I started to do something that like I can find a way of starting to tell my story or like learn from other people about being autistic and neurodivergent. As I think only like a few years ahead of the pandemic, I would say 20, 2018 or some like year like that, where I started to learning about my autism and dyspraxia and stuff like that and being neurodivergent for areas of social media, I was first diagnosed I think in 2010 when I was like 10 years old and so when I was look, looking at that then, in my childhood I don't think I understood fully what was being, what meant to be neurodivergent and autistic, and then I Started to get the ball rolling when it of understanding that when it kind of creeped into adulthood. Yeah, and it was one of those things, as I say, like slightly nervous starting the idea of a podcast. But as you like yourself, it was like finding like an idea from like what you could talk about and get get going with it. And I was anxious of starting with that. Yeah, and I
0: think. Even now, like I think it's it's got like I I I tend to talk about different topics as well. Um, like the main two, are, of course, would be maybe autism, crones. But I I I put it out there. I like to speak to people about um other things as well, like people's hobbies. I I I always like to talk about that because I think like we, we could have we we could have auto, we could have autism. We could have so someone else maybe like um dyspraxia or, or Crohn's or, or stuff like that but everyone has hobbies yeah. like it's it's, it's it's good just to, I always like to bring that up like um even if someone likes dancing I don't it I doesn't matter <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um it's just it's, uh, I, 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 I think it, it doesn't I think it's probably expanded since 2020 a lot
1: yeah I guess like well autistic people as you say you know have the like focused interests and interests I believe to being autistic you know it's like hyperfixations and certain areas where you know you're hyperly interested on in something and can be like a, a fun conversation start and just something like light and fun entertaining to start to talk to a guest on a podcast and a great way of getting to know that person. And as I said, I guess you think maybe it's like making sure your podcast sounds fun and entertaining for the listener discussing a uh, interests and I'd say you probably like meet so many people by hosting your podcast with a whole variety of interests and um, because like I heard I uh, was listening to uh, this book by Pete Romvey and that like uh, he explores his own uh, as focused interests and artistic experience that and so that's definitely a good thing to start from.
0: Yeah yeah um so I was diagnosed with autism in when I was nine, so about two thousand nine. Um, so a good while ago.
1: <laughs> yeah. Ah wait. Right, so how, how was it uh, when you were diagnosed then? So and how, how like you did your autism show up? when you was like age age of nine, and what was like the signs and traits, and all like, that kind of picked up on that. Um, well, the
0: kind of the traits I did um. I guess um when I was younger, you know, you had those um car carpets where you can um like yeah you have, you have, oh, you, have yeah. The, you have the carpets and then like you have I, I had all these car sets and um I I would always play with it. I would always put the cars in order or some or colours and, and 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 stuff like that. And um like the early two thousands is always remembered. Like people remember that carpet it's always the same. Um. But I guess it was that, and like with m- magnetics, where I did the same. Like it was always a, a color thing, and um, where I would just put the colors. Like if it was all reds or blues or greens, it couldn't be. It couldn't be odd. It could, you couldn't have a green and a red car or or something like that. Um. So I I I guess that's how it that way. Um, with century wise. Um, but um in like in, in myself i guess it, it, it might be noticed that i was very very shy i i, I um i uh i especially like sarcasm yeah. um i didn't really understand it when i was younger i looked at offense to people they were if they meant it by a by joker i'll get upset about it and stuff so i guess that they were the pretty they were the signs that i have autism
1: yeah as we we're saying then, you know, it's so, like, I guess some of the traits they were noticed by were, like, some of the, like, typical traits many people say of, like, what people in autism is. And I guess some of that, even though, like, sometimes, you know, like, nine can be, like, you could have been diagnosed earlier, like, when he was, like, a toddler or, like, you know, in infant school. Mm-hmm. I guess, you know, when he were diagnosed, you know... Uh, helped, I guess, sometimes to show those typical things, and I guess, because sometimes people, if like you, signs are less visibly typical traits of autism, it's then harder to pick up and diagnose. And I think for myself, it may be like stuff like struggles with anxiety, that's why I think for myself I was diagnosed when I did, because I I wonder when I like started puberty, which I started about when I was like nine. And like so I like, I think I got like thing kind of, like super anxious and I like, can kind of, always been quite anxious person. Technology like, general anxiety a year before. And I think it's some um, stuff like that. Um, I guess was noticed. And like I think when I was in school, like starting with infant school, I used to like, was, like kind of like to do the on other playgrounds and so I've to do myself or like how to get involved with other people and never really like engage much with like friends from out- outside the school you know or- out of school and stuff like that and then not to sure, you know how to engage with other people sometimes you know like there is like I think things like that you know like yeah 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 like, yeah.
0: Okay.
1: yeah and I guess you know, I found like, even though like it was technology when you did, like a 10 years old, and you're a at a certain age, and I think I still end up masking because, you know, with the anxiety and not, and not male like, you, you know, like f- trying to find a way of fitting in, as you said, you know, with like, if she was a small talker, I think like sometimes you're going to get used to small talkers, like, a, like a way of can both conversation and like it's hard to extend that extend conversation more
0: definitely um and like when I was that age I didn't really I guess accept that I have autism I always thought it was a bad thing like uh, especially in school like um like if 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 people were doing math, for example um and everyone knew what they're doing in the class and I uh I I would kind of guess mask it about like needing the help when I when I did need the help but I didn't ask because I didn't don't not know what other people would think of me if I if I didn't know like maybe a simple question that could be to them but to me it's like a uh it's it's something I wouldn't get.
1: Yeah, uh well yeah for myself it was like the case where I like for many years like it was only until I started six form all in. Mental forces from a text that, like, a friend I was in school with, or like, set of people on social media that I'm autistic and you know, with and dyspraxic. Never before said that with a person I was in school with, and like, it's uh, something that I kind of kept away and like was trying to, trying to say to anyone because, like, I think like I was found a way off, like, because of the anxiety, you kind of try to fit in like in the school, you know, like and try to follow the rules, and... mm. sorry about that microphone my, my accidentally tipped over and as I was saying like there was anxiety when I was like in school age so I tried to fit in as much as I can and follow the school rules that and as I said severely ended masking and can be quite lo- lonely sometimes for autistic person at that age because, you know, even if you, like, come across another autistic person, like, I know there was one ever at one point in the class. Because I wasn't ever used talking about being autistic. And I never knew that I would start the conversation up about saying, hey, I'm autistic, and, like, be able to start a conversation way relate to people. And it's something that I think I referenced before... In, the podcast series that something I've taught been taught about being autistic would have been such val- valued in, in my school experience like of being taught about what what is autism and like my peers were able to understand that a bit more yeah yeah i
0: i it's hard like to um like i think especially if you get diagnosed young you're not really I, it comes like with how confident you are, I guess. Like you're not going to be confident like a ten year old or nine, really. Um, unless you are. <laughs> I don't know. You could be, but it's pretty rare if you are.
1: Yeah. So when when was the first time you like, like, well, did you ever find yourself masking that or like, what when was like the first time where you started to come comfortable like, tell your peers, people in your social groups. That you autistic and in you know, like say about your experiences and started to learn Um,
0: I guess like in primary school, for example, there was always yeah. a um, always a, there, there 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 was a good few that had autism or um needed the help. Like there, there, there's always this place like um you go in the class where like maybe you go with like a teacher you, you sit with other people who need the help too. So i guess like um i didn't really tell anyone because i guess i just figured people know um and like as life went on i uh i um i i, I would go to places maybe i would, I would tell the teachers or uh, when i started maybe a new school or something and and stuff but i i guess i've would have been where people may know of it um and stuff but especially like i like even though if people don't understand I'll, I'll i'll kind of find it hard to explain something because i just feel like they don't really care sometimes
1: yeah as you said like the you know like that don't really care is like quite frustrating then and yeah like kind you know makes you feel uncomfortable to uh open up as you were saying you know like to the end of having I actually support and help as i said in my dyspraxics So like sometimes you have to uh Go to uh, like o- occupational therapy as a primary school age child. Then I did have to have like some uh, lessons out of the just to like go to like a uh, teacher and like did have some extra help in school, like because I did have a support assistant in a compound, just be was able to access stuff like uh, extra time on exams and like, bigger seat uh, resources or different stuff that may help with distractions of the stuff, but yeah. it never, uh, like, said to anyone about being autistic, and I kind of never felt quite comfortable to, uh, you know, like, chat to somebody, like, even, like, teaching. it's something that my mother, like, would have included and talked to teacher about, of course, but it would have been included, like, in an IEP and school information, by wasn't never, you know, like, comfortable starting to say, like, like, I need this for being a, a help with my autism, my dyspraxia. Yeah. And I think it's because you never, like, like, see another person asking for help or, like, somebody saying what help you need. And they kind of, like, showing a patience and understanding. And I think sometimes if, like, you in a school with, all well, it's in the book, like, the holistic experience school and like a neurotypical the environment, then that can make you harder to know how to make that more friendly to your artistic self.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it, I get it very hard to like to speak about being autistic now, uh, like uh, when you're younger, but I find more now like you get more people. I see more people get diagnosed more later. Uh, like it, it may be about maybe our age now or a bit older. But like I think in the two thousands, it was quite common that people were diagnosed, um, especially as males. Um, Yes, because females are harder, isn't it, for them to get diagnosed with autism. But like, especially I found like a lot of people get diagnosed around my age or even younger in the early two thousands. But now, like I can see so much more, like more ages, which which is great. Like I think it's it's really the support. Well, I guess not the support, but the people knowledge maybe of awareness of autism and, and acceptance is um it's getting better than it has been, but there's still way to go with with it.
1: As you were saying earlier, uh, there's that uh thing where as you were saying early on, that, you know, like in terms of like lining up cars and putting things in order and the sequencing, I think as you're saying that you can kind of, like sort of, well stereotypically uh, you know has uh, Stereotypical uh, traits of autism that's quite typical and stuff that people pick up because, like, there's like that portrayed male experience, even though there's like there's issues with uh, autism being like pitted in a quite gendered way. Uh, But, like, there's an issue with like the diagnostic criteria and like the psychological model of uh, autism uh, being sold in quite a gendered way as it was having a conversation with Victoria, I know you may know as actually aspling on social mm-hmm. media. We were talking about, like, as you were studying the uh, diagnostic criteria, the issues that there is with, like, the male and uh, female issues and it for gendered. And as said, you know, because for like a long time, there's, I've been that male focus of it and needs to be for future uh, resources to be able to understand it, not just for male or female, but that like trans non-binary people. And I think it's like with the Covid pandemic and lockdowns, like I think a lot of people started discovering stuff about yourself, as you have done with this podcast and starting this project. And I think for certain people, it's been like a time where they started to look into things, and started noticing that they are autistic. And as you say, for women or non-binary people and certain people who masked and may not have fitted the stereotypical traits of autism in their childhood, have ended up masking, like, and created a bit of trauma and not being able to get that diagnosis earlier. So it's something that make both out faded on later in life and in university, as I said. It's good that it's starting to be plucked up now, but as I said, in the North. It was more thing of who, who people saw as male, people who might not be like, identifying as male now, but like sort of kind of typical dated male model of being autistic.
0: Yeah, yeah, it, it's very important when, um when, like you say, people are non-binary and, and they find themselves in, and, and stuff like that like it is important like um like it's good that you tell people as well because um it's important because um i guess it must be hard to tell people but in, in case people do get offended if they say something different that offends them um it, it is important to uh just to, just to tell them like, like like you have today so it's good because like um it, it just helps them um but yeah i guess it, it, it it's very uh like, like you say lots of people found themselves during the uh, during lockdowns especially.
1: Yeah, as I was saying, it's like something that, as I said, it's important to talk about these things and tell people as we're doing right now. But as I said, for like people in like an holistic environment where they're going into places where you might not see autistic people and, you know, like uh, people who might not be trained or understood to be autistic, that, you know, you might not be comfortable or feel like, safe to say that you're autistic, but again, like, a negative experience, as I heard of many people in the interviews of recorders for this podcast, experience quite some negative di- discrimination against for being autistic and the like the need of training and more awareness and acceptance about being autistic, even from like top brokers and even like people who all said being a persistent self-caring and supporting autistic people as they still struggle with people in you know healthcare and people who are nurses and stuff like that from understanding what support autistic people needs. So as I say, the more you talk about it, the better it can be.
0: Yeah. It's I think it's like it's like it's like most things that you that like you that you can talk about because there's so much that you talk about with with one topic, for example. Like, there's so much that you can cover um like for example like if you're doing an episode about um being autistic there's so many different things you can talk about you can talk, talk about like who you are like, like you're saying there and there's there's other things like you can go into the depth of like the process how it was discovered and, and stuff like that potentially so yeah there's lots of things that you talk about and it's really good that you like you say you talk about these things because we don't talk about yeah. these things when um no one knows really so it, it's good it's
1: good that we do this uh as you're saying you know it's good that we talk about these things and so for listeners of my own podcast can you give a uh, similar taste of what certain conversations you have had on the podcast and different things you learned from people who talk about autism or even cones and other disabilities from doing the podcast um yeah
0: i've, I've learned quite a bit um like I've had like you, you speak about non-binary. I, I I did a um I did a series in the summer, um about um it, like, the, the series was about um autism and Doctor Who because what 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 I did was is uh 'cause because um what I, what I made it was I had a, like a, a variety like you had some people who were autistic and you also had some people who were just like Doctor Who but the part of that was because in it I found um. Only this last couple of years, in, in the Doctor Who community, because that's a really big community. Um, quite a lot do have autism, but some don't. So I got some people, people who don't to discover what they knew about autism. So, uh, so like a lot of them heard of it, but some people didn't really know much about it. So kind of educate them as well as talk about something they like as well. But part of that, that had a guest on there who was non-binary, um, and we, like it was very it was really interesting. Um, <laughs> um because we, we 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 speak about it and and stuff like that um like like characters who could potentially be n- non-binary or if they used to if they make that we're going to talk about um, autistic characters should they be autistic in a show or sh- or should the actor not be autistic it's okay for an actor not to be autistic when acting an autistic person um and for me I would much rather an autistic person act it, but I yeah. understand. But it, it depends, I guess, like um, what the autistic character is doing. So if an autistic character is um, not very not acting this person well, it can become of course as an offence if a person is um, doing it and they don't have autistic uh, and an autism. But yeah, that's really hard. So that I learned a few things there. Um also I I learn lots about um different people's journeys with um autism and Crohn's as well. I've had a few people on about dyspraxia too. Uh, yeah. Um which is it, it, it's it's good. It's it, it, you learn lots in it. I guess you make friends as well. Like right? um yeah. I I always tend to like keep in contact sometimes with, with people on who, who come on because they, they do the great stuff. And you spoke about Vicky um actually Aspen, she uh, she she's come on a... Like a few times like um thinking about the Doctor Who series she, she she came on that uh she uh she she spoke about it um and stuff and, and she and last year she was on I think for the first time just speaking about her autism and, and stuff she does but yeah it, it's it's really good it's it, it, it's really good you do learn lots of things I think
1: yeah i got to say that it's quite interesting starting point to uh focus on certain uh spec specific focused interests as you've done with Doctor, and it's a good way of getting people to come on and chat to you on a podcast. As you are saying earlier, you chat know, to people who are, are non autistic or Doctor Who fans and the way of un- understanding the awareness of autism in that community.
0: Yeah, I I, I think it's great when you have people who are autistic, but I think it's always important to have people on who have no clue <laughs> or, or they don't have it or, or stuff because like um like n- normally on a podcast you have people that have like, maybe dyspraxia or autism Crohn's um and I think it's good as well like if it- maybe for a friend's um maybe a friend's kind of a uh, way like if they have a friend of yours or, or someone on your podcast has a friend and they want to talk about it um like what it's like it- it's very interesting to hear different points of views
1: yeah and as you said, it kind of makes for like an easy experience to get pe- people to listen and get people on the podcast. And you know, like it can be quite, as I say, entertaining and for an autistic person. And it gives you the opportunity to have people to full them and give plenty of knowledge on that specific interest or hobby, as you're saying. So you were speaking a lot about different hobbies. So what are your hobbies of yourself? Um
0: my, my hobbies are um well, uh, I like Doctor Who. Uh, that's why I did the, <laughs> the Doctor yeah. Who series. Uh, um, but uh, it it was something different. I've I, I've like what w- um the first time I've done that. I I like football. So uh, yeah, you can tell that. Yeah, out. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm Very much enjoying the World Cup at the moment. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um,
0: what do you think is going to win? going to win. Um, I don't say England. Um, I got I've um I've got hope. <laughs> yeah um but it's gonna be it's gonna be hard it, it's gonna be very hard uh, if they get through to to semi-finals i think they will i think they've got a good chance um because yeah. it's very um this year's world Cup's very like unpredictable everyone's winning like teams they like all the top teams so far yeah. except from england have lost a game so i'm hopeful um i want to because it'd be nice for christmas yeah <laughs> come home for christmas
1: Oh, yeah, I would, uh, would have said Wales, but we all know you know that uh, never happened. Yeah,
0: it's, it's, it was yeah. a shame about Wales.
1: I did, yeah. I did, I did want them to go through. Yeah, I said hope, hopefully uh, you know England that they get for once. so uh, yeah, so you said uh, football and doctor with some of your interests. Do you have any other focused interests?
0: Um, they are the main two. Um, I like any sport really, except from cricket. I don't really like cricket. <laughs> Yeah. um I, I like any sport but, um i um I, I do like gaming actually i i, I enjoy gaming I, I i game quite a bit um um, i like to game like fifa like um i'd say my fifa team's pretty good at the moment mm. <laughs> um i like action um i like playing action games um i do i do have a, a vr but I the only thing about the vr is that it's very wired on 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 my console, so I, I do want to get one that's potentially that has as many wires as it does. But I do like it. Like there, there, there was actually a Doctor Who game on there, which um, spoke to a few people actually about like Lego games are really good. Um, like I guess, um, for places like at Doctor Who, and I think they need to bring one out. or Like because mm-hmm. um, there's a new Hogwarts Legacy game, I think coming out early early 2023. Um And I want a doctor
1: going to be like that. Yeah, <laughs> I suppose there's like more funding going into doctor, so and there's like more works on like a follow up series. So who knows, you know, there might be something like that. Hopefully. Oh, yeah, as yeah, I was just saying, men seems like we've got good, faith, you know, focused interests. Yeah. And like I just said, you know, like you would have asked that about myself, so if you want me to yeah. explain yeah, some of my own. Yeah, well. I used to. Yeah. I tend to I always been quite like a passionate music listener. I just got like over 100 re- uh, vinyl records and all continuously c- collecting some and tend to listen to like stuff like either like from dance pop jazz to you know uh Indian alternative stuff. So do like a variety of music and listening to stuff like on the radio. But like one thing that I found as well that helped me for the pandemic. And one thing I really enjoyed uh, doing in uh, six form is doing art and like i never been exactly the best at doing portraits but at least found for the uh, pandemic I've been able to like of the time just to like you know do something for like a bit of fun and like relaxing and coming and therapeutic I started you know like sketching and stuff and working on it. Hmm. I think...
0: Feel- that is good, like 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 you like to do art and stuff because yeah. it's very it takes concentration.
1: Yeah, I'll say it just take concentration, but it's just like some things like just put like make some laps into one just like to so like even pick up a pink butt or just like just start sketching and to to develop that skill, you know.
0: Yeah. It is um I I remember in school I did an art exam. It took two days it did um and i never i'm not the best at art like i i haven't drawn in ages but um but i i drew i paint i think i was painting something and it took two old days uh, I couldn't be it's, it's quiet you have to be so quiet you, you can't speak kind not breathe. <laughs> um and i thought it did quick well i did pass the art but um but yeah very concentration it takes um, it does take a
1: lot of and I think like, at least when it was doing it for funny, you know, like, all, you know, like, just doing it for fun, you know, like, yes, you know, I see it just take that patience, but, you know, you it's just, like, not not too much of a worry to, like, get, like, get, it and get perfect and just going to enjoy it for what it is. And I just, like, like, sketch and stuff, and, you know, like, maybe nothing, you know, like, would come forward, from it for me too much, but just, like, just having a time just to do something quite relaxing and therapeutic. As I say, probably, like, for, you know, when you're playing free you know, you're not always playing the, you know, you're not always going to be, like, a very good, 100% of the time having a great game. But, you know, it's joy because, you know, it's quite relaxing and therapeutic.
0: Yeah, yeah I, it, I would say it's relaxing sometimes when you it though. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: I think it's like like anything. Like um, I I remember when um when I was younger, I would collect the um Doctor Who figures that they were out um, and I would always I think part of my autism. I, I would just pretend they're in the actually Doctor Who, like playing with them and, and stuff like the actually in the show and like yeah, Dalek. Like I've got a Dalek here actually. um right here and <laughs> um but yeah it's 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 nice when you get something that you like to do because it's hard um to do stuff you like to do um yeah like but it's good that you like do you draw like when you do what like, do you just do stuff that that you like like it might be a like something that you're doing or is that what you like or, or, or do you just kind of draw paint anything well yeah
1: because it's been different stuff like previously done, like, stuff like uh, uh, um, albums to certain artwork, like famous, uh, like, yeah, album covers, and done, like, stuff like, even, like, they worked to make, like, bedroom mob tiny room windows to, like, kind of just go with any type of landscape to, like, a, to, a, you know, like, illustrating fe- famous people, differently neighborhood people to other, like, people from different politicians to, like, any type of thing really that I sometimes think of. And like even like for like the uh, pandemic, I was seeing if I like could try to do like anything in space in space on like reflecting the pandemic and that type of thing. So it can be quite random, you know, just different stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just saying, like I guess with your own interest of like doctor, like more imaginative, Stuff you know, and like I guess gives you that escape from like some of the world, you know, like and it can kind of like it's like a nice escape, as I may assume,
0: definitely. Yeah, like um, in my spare time, I, I do like cosplay, like where you can dress up as like characters and that. Um, right. and I, I, I have um, I like I. I my, my, my go-to one would be, like, David Ten, like, the 10th Doctor. Um, but I do have lots of others that I like to do, like, in, in the show. Like, lo- lots of different characters. I um, mean, like, do- lo- like, like the autism uh, Doctor to a big community. But um, it's very, com- like, it's very opinion-based. So, that, like, it's saying as soon as a new person gets cast in the show, like, everyone said, oh, no, it, it can't, they're not going to be good. They're not going to be good. And I don't like that. Like yeah. I, I like for me, it's not just talk to any show, A, any good show. that I'd like I would wait till I see him, and I judge for myself if I like him or not. If if not, yeah. it's fine. I I wouldn't post it on, like I I wouldn't like spread the word saying he's rubbish. No, like, that, that that they're not good. Like they're not going to like everyone. Um, yeah. like some people going to think, am I not like who I like? It's it's just opinions.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, I guess it's um, enjoying it for what the storyline is and what's in it. It's for the storyline and see what, what happens to the characters and where this plot goes. And so I guess we're judging more from the plot of the actual programme. And I think it does make a sense of, like, finding cho- enjoyment in, like, something for escapers like Doctor Who. Because, as you were saying now you end up doing a uh, cosplay. I think, as you were saying earlier, uh, social interactions like small talk can be quite challenging and I guess engaging like conversation like small talk on like on like people's lives or like general you know like broad uh, you know like in interests like sometimes that can be quite difficult to relate to but I guess when you can make friends for the interest of like as you say Doctor Who then you know like can give you that kind of good community like and got to very socializing and you know, kinda of th- th- makes mix you feel like you've got a lot place and you know like you got somebody you feel a bit more together, I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I I, I I I agree. Like um like I do like it it's it's really cool because earlier this year I, 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 I went to Wales and I, uh, I went to visit some dot two locations. Uh, that's kind of new, I guess. Focus interest, shall we say? Um, yeah. uh, upon that, like I would go to the the different locations that uh, I had my own book. So you see, like I was only a couple of days. So I'm gonna be going back next year, maybe spend more time. Um, and uh, uh, more, I guess, more like a week. I was only about there about two or three days. So unless I get, I kind of a rush. Um, but I went there and I—it's uh, really cool because it, everywhere I went, even though some places maybe filmed like ten years ago, um, i I'd go to like um, a place and did, i would ask them, "Was Doctor Who filmed here?" And they said, "Yeah." They tell me all about it. It's almost like you, you go there for information as well. So it's—it's it's, it's really cool. The only—the the only thing is, is that I, I live about... Maybe five, six hours away, so it's it's a while for me, but yeah. I, I go because I'm I, I know I'm going to go to the actual places. I'm not going to go anywhere, because there's so many in Wales. So you can you can spend all day uh, at a place, but like you don't want to because you want to spend, go to more and more.
1: It's <laughs> uh, so one like a bit a seen from an episode when Peter Capaldi was talking to the the beach where I arm because I'm in real really so. I guess there would be like some locations nearby because like not, not 100% far, more near like Swansea right? but not, not 100% far, not ha- far out from uh, Cardiff and all that very film yeah. sometimes end up um, down Cardiff Bay and I guess you know we've got plenty of nice locations to see you mm-hmm. from where they film to the show. and I guess you find nice places to go to around well, it like the film Like restaurants or like even even seem like the countryside, the nice of feels.
0: Yeah, it's good. Like it's not just a. I guess like going if you like the location, it's a plus if it's a dot two location. But sometimes it's just nice. Like you have like like you say Cardiff Bay. Quite a lot was filmed there. Like like Torchwood, like the the, dot two split uh, um show as well. So like Swansea and Cardiff are the main two like that I didn't get the chance to go to Swansea when I was there I, I was just in Cardiff but like um because the late um Bernard Gribbins who, who passed uh yeah. like this year he um he, he did like in his last story um with um David Tennant in his um I think series four it he does like the cafe he was in was it it's in Wales so that's one that definitely on my list to go to next year um but it, it's it's really cool because um I guess my favorite I went to I went to these gardens that had numerous Doctor Who locations in um and I I could spend all day there but the annoying thing was I spent a long time there I spent three four hours there and then I went to the, the one of the beaches um that was filmed Doctor Who but unfortunately the tide was in so I couldn't go on it so I'm going I'm going to have to go back to that next year maybe uh a time when the tide isn't in, but yeah, <laughs> it's it's great. It's it, it's great fun. Like um, when you go because I I went to um a a cathedral actually. I wasn't in Cardiff. uh I, I it was halfway. Um, and what happened was I um I I was in this cathedral and it it was it was it's an episode where David Tennant was in and he was playing his piano, and yeah. I, I knew it was in this exact cathedral. And then um, the guy who was working there, um, like a priest, uh, saw I was wearing my doctor Who top, and he said, "Oh, you, you like um, doctor, who, doctor?" Like he said, Doctor who was filmed here, and I said, "I oh, know that's why I'm here." And then um, I, 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 um, I said, um, "He," I think he said, I, "I can take you up to the top where he has he sat if you want." That, um, and I, and I waited maybe an hour or so um, because he said we could do it when everyone's gone, so I did that. But it was really cool that he actually let me because I think I was like the yeah. second person to be able to sit in that, in that, in that because they don't really allow the public to do that. So it's it's really mm. nice, especially if you're going from a long way. Yeah,
1: like yeah, that would yeah that would be some big big touristy and pretty cool, I guess, for yourself. Yeah, and m- nice guest and make some like holidays and like trips around your focused interests.
0: Yeah, it's, it's it's definitely cool.
1: Like, it's, it's, speaking about art, I see a picture behind you. Yeah. D- did you paint that by you? Um, yeah, like, I'm still working on it. Yeah, I'm still paint, uh, painting that. Yeah, it's just, like, oh. something I thought, it started off, like, just, like, something bit random, like, because I, like, spent the bit of the MDF, like, you, like, put it on display in the garden somewhere, you know? But, like, yeah, I just started randomly doing it, and it's just, like, Kind of a bit like a doodle painted, as you can see, you know, like a, it's a bit random.
0: Yes, it's it's
1: really good. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So, as you were saying, we've sit, been talking quite a lot about the hobbies and focused interests of both of ourselves. And so, like, going back to some of the themes that we would wanted to, to discuss in the podcast. And uh, as you were saying about prones, and this is something that I wanted to ask you about. Uh, like to tell you about your experience of cones and how it affects you and different things around it, because it's something I haven't been able to talk yet on a podcast, and I think it'd be a great opportunity to read some NS off.
0: Yeah, I I'm more happy to think about it. Um so I actually just I I it's quite cool, but as as we record this, it is Crown and Close Awareness Week. So this week I spend quite a lot of time like just speaking about it, speaking about things that maybe not spoken about enough. Um, so I I I was diagnosed when I was sixteen, seventeen, um, and that'd been in twenty seventeen. So I've had it, had Crohn's about five years, and um, it is a it's an illness. So um, different to autism, where autism isn't an illness, where Crohn's is an illness. Um, I always like to make sure that when I speak about these things, about autism yeah. and Crohn's on the podcast, that just to be aware that people know that they're totally different things, um, but um, they do have similar things as such, which I'll get I'll get get to in a minute. Um, but like yeah, so what Crohn's is, it's a um, it is is it's, it's an illness that quite a lot of people have. Um, and when I was diagnosed, I didn't know anyone that had it. I didn't know what it was myself. Um, so what happened during the process of maybe diagnosis was I lost a tremendous amount of weight, um, and it like it's 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 really it was really really I guess worrying. And I got diagnosed in October time, but throughout that year of twenty seventeen, I noticed how like other, maybe others in family maybe noticed how much I lost weight and stuff like that, and I went go-karting for my birthday, my birthday is in September, yeah. and I enjoyed that, I enjoyed the go-kart, and I came second place, and then not not long after that, it was uh, one of my friends' birthday too, because their birthday is in um, mid-October time, and when I went to that, I was in a tremendous amount of pain, Um, like, um, so the pain was, like, within Crohn's you can get pain, Um, not very nice pain, um so the pain how i could ex- describe it um it it feel what it felt like to me um it's called a flare so a flare is this where so basically what crohn's is is where your insides are attacking yourself so like um like it's inflamed so like like it's really really red inside yeah and um everyone has different crohn's so we could have similar um experiences but everyone's journey's different no one is the same um so um I, that pain, what it felt like, it, was it my stomach here was like a stabbing, burning sensation feeling that was kind of like it weren't stopping. And um, I went to my uh, friend's birthday where I was very much in pain, but I didn't want to let them down. So at this stage, when I was diagnosed, I was in year 11 at school. So exam kind of season and stuff. Uh, at this point, I was at a school that um, specialised with people with autism and different um, abilities and, and stuff like that. Um, so they were pretty understanding even though i didn't know what was going on myself um and yeah so within Crohn's um i have to take medication to kind of help yeah. that to help that so as soon as that happened i went to i was first i was straight on steroids and then i had to get diagnosed i had a colonoscopy. so what that is if people don't know what that is it, it is basically is where it's kind of an x-ray but you have to they put a tube down down your throat, like a camera, and then one um, up your back passage, but not at the same time. That would be very <laughs> difficult. <laughs> um, so, you can get sedated for it, or you can have a um, gas in air, which is supposed to be called laughing gas, but I've had laughing gas. It doesn't make me laugh. So, uh, I-, I dread to think why they call it laughing gas. Um, um, and it kind of, with the laughing gas, it makes you feel gets pretty high and drunk feeling and which is why i had that last year where i had a sigmoid last year which is basically just the um just the tube up your uh, back passage it's not the throat uh bit yeah. which, uh, the throat one is uh like down your throat is very uncomfortable and you have to swallow so you have to swallow for, to that tube to get down if you don't swallow then uh, there might be a bit of your problems going on <laughs> yeah. um but when i had that kind of when i was diagnosed um that is how I got diagnosed with Crohn's. Um and I, I I I um it was funny in a way because I heard um even though I was sedated, I did hear someone say the word Crohn's and as soon as I go out I say I've got Crohn's. I don't know what it is but I've got Crohn's and then there we go, I uh I do get diagnosed with Crohn's, which I get hands as a leaflet, look it up when I go home, which I shouldn't have done because um quite a lot of people with Crohn's do get um surgery in their life. So if you're diagnosed pretty young, which I class, well, I was, I was pretty young getting diagnosed. Um, it's very hard to get a diagnosis, like autism in ways. Yeah. Um, like people get find it hard to get an autism diagnosis. People find it hard to get a Crohn's diagnosis as well. Um, so i was pretty fortunate it didn't take me long. It took me about maybe three, yeah. six months potentially to get my diagnosis. And at the moment to handle with my crohns and stuff i take biologics which dampen my immune system so um so w- w- what that means is like i don't really have much of it. i have an immune system but very little um so i take um i take which i've taken ever since i was diagnosed i take um um injections every two weeks um which is a a, a biologic um i wasn't on infusions where i'd go to the hospital but that stopped working after a year and so these are really dampening like people with cancer patients take these kinds of drugs as well um so it's 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 hard especially now because you know like with people kind of get on with their lives i guess more now so when there's no rules in place for pandemic and covid it's like still there and stuff so it's hard to um to, I guess, do things more. And that was one of the reasons I did decide to create the podcast because I thought, um, eventually um, like not many people are going to be doing much. Um, so it's going to be harder to see people. But actually, in that stage where everyone was locked in, that was the best chance for me to get out uh, because no one was there and stuff. But yeah, I, I take that. I take vitamin D because there are symptoms with Crohn's that you can get. So fatigue is one of them for me. I, um, I did a autism talk the on um on Saturday just gone, and as soon as I went home, I was asleep. I was shattered. I was like like fatigue for a person with a chronic illness. It's very very different to a fatigue that a person gets who doesn't have Crohn's as such, or like a chronic illness, um, or like anything to do with that. Yeah. So what it is, it's almost like you haven't slept for um days when you have but it's almost like you wake up and you're tired sometimes um yeah and yeah i take vitamin d so i take vitamin d every night so that kind of helps with it's supposed to help with your fatigue um and stuff so like so like just to tell me what it is it's basically Crohn's is a condition where it attacks itself um in the bowel it, like Crohn's is affected can be affected from your eyes all the way down to your like your um bum, so if it can affect anywhere, it's uh, like I I say my stomach because it's affected me, like uh it, it and your mouth as well. It can affect so much um, and you have to, and and you and you're prone to catching other things too, as part of that. So you you might um like a lot of people um like with autism, I yeah. found that you don't just have autism. You have someone else. It, it may be Crohn's like maybe in your case, dispatcher, like, yeah. um, I found a lot of people, like, have heard that, but I've, I've only ever known, maybe three, four people to have both Crohn's and autism, so, very rare you find both, but, but yeah, yeah. that's kind of what Crohn's is, and like, like, yeah, like I say, everyone's different, everyone has their own journey, but, but yeah, it, it, as, well, as well as, like, autism having a good community, big community like that, Crohn's and, what it falls into, like IBD, like inflammatory bowel disease. So you have colitis as well. So some people have Crohn's, and some people have ulcerative colitis. Some people can have both. Um, I think I I, I do have a bit of both. Um, so the ulcerative colitis only kind of it affects like the colon, like uh, like inflamed yeah. colon, and you, you, a lot of people do actually get um stoma bags um for for IB inflammatory bowel disease. Um, which I don't have one, but um. I haven't had surgery actually either with having crimes, but a lot of people do have those other two common things that you'll find in like the community that that people do, and it's really good for raising awareness. It's awesome, but like like autism, there's still so much to yeah. do with understanding because people don't understand really um much.
1: As you said, like you, but from what you said, like it can expose like some of my lack of understanding and that's where you think it was important to. Have you on a podcast to talk about this? As uh, so I think with this podcast, it's good because I can learn a bit more. As I just in the public like, hormones, effects from, as I said, like, from maybe could be like a yeah, length down to the bottom of your body. Because what from what people would think about bones, is like it a bone effect, an area. Yeah. that's at l- least what I can uh uh thought before. And then, as I say, you it can affect all. Whole body, and that's something that not many people understand. And as you're saying about Crohn's, as you said, it's chronic illness, and with all the chronic illnesses, it can affect your fatigue, your energy, and your ability to do stuff on certain days and stuff like that. And as I said, it makes it a bit more tired. And I guess with, you know, autistic burnout and autistic fatigue of like essentially all the very social days and busy days, then, you know, like, I guess that all kind of fatigues kind of merge into one and then it can be quite challenging and with you know like so many different people having different co, co- uh, uh conditions I'll try when to talk about conditions beyond uh or own, like the divergent on you and like why disability is something. I that's what thought it would be great to chat to you about this yeah it's it's
0: it's it's it's, it's really good it's important to speak about these kind of things because like like you say, like you didn't know often a lot about it, so you've learned something I guess today.
1: <laughs> yeah. i see, say I think like for me you bird words clones and like don't know exactly much of it. And I think as you're saying like there's a very scroll of it. But I'll say there's that thing I think there's less understanding of it than there is with autism.
0: Yes, yes. Um, uh, like, like, um, it, it's hard. Like, um, I, I, like, what when if I do stuff, I try to even out. Like, if, like, on the podcast, I'll have some people with autism, some people with Crohn's, um, some people also with colitis as well, IBD, and I've I've had other people with other chronic illnesses as well because I think it's interesting to hear about others because I I know Crohn's because I have it, but I I would like to hear maybe about other people who have different, uh, um. Chronic illnesses because some yeah. people do have lots. Some people can have more than one. And I, I, I had a person on here on my podcast had to, I think 35, 36 different um chronic illnesses. So like, that 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 was I didn't think that was possible, but it is. And like like I yeah. guess in a way I'm fortunate I only have one, but one is bad enough. I think yeah. um it's hard. Like you like um like 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 you say like people don't think it's more like affects. Um, it, it doesn't it, it, it doesn't just affect one thing it can affect lots and the main I guess, stigma with it is that people think it's, an, it's a food condition where you've got to eat the right food and you've got to yeah. go on diet which is not Like I know people that can't eat vegetables and, and, and people say you should eat vegetables and fruit because they're healthy for you but you don't, it's not the case um, Like and as well people think it's a, a toilet based condition as well where you have to use the toilet, which it does. Don't get me wrong; that it can like you can need a toilet a lot uh, and stuff. But it's not just about these two things. Like these two things are part of it, but there's so much on top of um of it.
1: Yeah, as you're saying, there's a lot of uh, probably like um wrong facts and wrong things that being people projected on you, like the people saying the wrong advice and promoting stuff that wouldn't help a personal with Crohn's is to say there's certain things that come out about certain diets and trying to put some certain products or like uh, uh, remedies to help with Crohn's that you know that wouldn't help at all and as you're saying it was good that you were able to get diagnosed when you were young and while you were you know like in the past, trying a fast 20 quick period because uh, as you're saying like with Autism, they're this and they, the you know, it can be quite str- struggle again to a diagnostic process, especially if you don't have mega medical professional. It was um,
0: it, it wasn't easy to get diagnosed though because um with it it was um had to get pushed to get appointments and stuff like because of what they weren't going to see me until like a later date and i was told that i was good when i did get diagnosed otherwise i would need a surgery or probably potential things removed in 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 my body and stuff so it's good that i did get diagnosed when i did because like it it, you could it's, it's not nice like um but when you do get that um when
1: stuff does happen for you, it's good, it's good that yeah. you do. It does happen. Yeah, because as was we were saying, like, you know, like the quicker you can get, like, some sort of treatment and stuff like that, as you manage to get, like, certain, like, in like injections, medical uh, prescriptions to help you with your uh, Crohn's, I guess, was just happy to be able to quickly get to, the, you know, like, knowing what it is uh, causing pain and just try to minimize some of that pain
0: yeah yeah definitely and like we have that this constant of autism where, where people say you don't look like you're autistic you get that in the same with Crohn's like you'll get people say oh you you, you don't look like you have Crohn's and then like like we say like what you post what do you what you post to look like so you still yeah. get that
1: yeah it's like I discussed before like from like person I recorded for the podcast we make very see on social media uh, agony or to gene have Ar- she was like saying about like we discussed like uh, uh and an syndrome and how like she was physically dis like pre- presented as disabled of it at one point because it can be quite flexible kind of different at different, different times of face. We need to use wheelchair and the fact that you know, like, at some times, like, you can get to a period where you're, like, able to move around and, like, that experience of being, like, like, people have not seen you as, like, being disabled and yet you are disabled. And then that's it. As I say, that's the stigma comes from. You can't, for people who can't see a disability, just kind of, like, find ways of invalidating what your disability actually is.
0: Definitely, I, 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 uh, I, I definitely agree because it's something that's like you need to talk. To, it's hard to talk about these things. Like I, 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 I didn't properly speak about, it, I guess, publicly until 2020. So I, I was, I had the Crohn's a good three, three years. So I, 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 I kept it to myself a little bit. Like, uh, like, like, like when you talk about your autism, like you diagnose, yeah. it takes a while for you speak to other people about it. It was the same process with Crohn's. I, uh, no one is different in ways because i knew no one in my school that has it it was just me It was, it was more so like different groups you guys have maybe costa coffee or online groups there's organizations and stuff so where i found more people um especially on instagram that you just type you can just type anything on, on the search bar and you see more about it and more people so i felt it was better um like it got hard to start, but as soon as the years go on, it you get you get better and you yeah, better understand yourself of it and, and stuff.
1: Yeah, I guess as saying it, like you know, there was not many much presence of people you know in real life and you know, like around you beyond social media that had the conditionals, and as you're saying that I guess it made you less comfortable in opening up and saying you have phones and Starting to talk about it, and I guess it took you a period of time to understand it yourself. And uh, as you guess, be- before you got ignored and started to have the pain, and as you're saying that, you looked up stuff about it and it showed you that. And I guess that was quite a difficult time for your mental health, and you know, like, got high answers about that. Is it? Yeah, yeah, it, it,
0: it, like, it, it was very, uh, I probably did cry a few times I don't normally cry, but like a lot of pain is not it's not nice yeah like,
1: um
0: like you don't expect anyone to have that kind of pain really like um it's almost like you, you you're slowly dying in ways like but you're not but it's 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 hard like yeah that does affect your mental health. I don't think I really spoke about my health um before I was diagnosed, it wasn't really a thing I'd really talk about um but but more so now, I guess. Like especially with the pandemic going on and um that 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 really effective things especially when people get on and they do things themselves um, and they uh like like especially when I guess like I'm classed as a clinically extremely clinically vulnerable person so um it's hard like especially even still now because you go out I guess I have like my autism as well I don't like to yeah. get too close to people anyway and like I I feel like. Some people just don't have, I guess, respect for people and they just go in people's faces. Like It it could be for a good reason, but like for helping you, maybe in a shop or trying to show you something, they go to your face and they show you it. But you don't need to go so close. Like you say to people and they'll get offended or they'll say they haven't got COVID and stuff like that. But that's not the point. The point is uh, just don't do it in the first place.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I guess with like... Like when you got that diagnosis, or when you started to notice you got pain, and that something wasn't right. Like as I said, you lose an excessive amounts of weight that uh, wasn't expected, and you was like I guess concerned about that, and that guess made you like over, over worried, and made you quite super anxious about how this could affect your life, and you know what what was going on, and guess. Felt we bit less at that point. And then, you know, like when you were reading up about stuff, that, then I guess that caused me like anxiety, but then and the pandemic, as you say, didn't help. Because, you know, like, I guess with the bigger immune system now, and you're finding people are now thinking that a pandemic's over, and there's a lot of concern about stuff like COVID, and you still got your seasonal flow out. At the moment, and I guess that that's really changed things for you.
0: Definitely, I, I, I yeah, it's, it's it's hard. Like, I guess doing stuff like this, yeah, like we speak to different people very much helped during during especially the lockdowns. Um, just talk to different people, um, like like in the pandemic and like when lockdown stopped, like it's still good to just to hear people's story now, because um, it's yeah. it's, it's something I like to do in my spare time, but. But it's it's good, it's good, it's it helps a lot of people, like people enjoy it when they come on and tell their stories because that that some people have never been on Spotify before. <laughs> so yeah. uh, they they like to see themselves in there. So it's good, it's good, it's good people like that.
1: Yeah, as I was saying it's you know like like so revolting all you know, like so great to just get something back of it because I guess sometimes when you like myself when you look at the list and the numbers of this and like look at the who's like listen to this where like you know it's quite mad when you see like or well it's quite strange even when you see that somebody in Australia or like somebody in the USA could have listened to this episode or like your episodes and then when you have like feedback from guests who come on or you know you're much about listeners themselves but you know it's pretty like from people who come on and you know like Really enjoyed and I felt it got something out of the podcast interview and I guess you found that rewarding yourself.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's been, it's been really fun. Like do you like about a podcast? What what do you think the hardest thing is about having a podcast,
1: you think? Well, I think the hardest thing is when well, you know, like there's a bit of anxiety offer when you get around them making starting and, make and start to know all that. yourself, but I think the hardest thing is, like starting to spend- a routine with like editing because like i find editing can be quite stressful because like when you put in these episodes out again okay, i don't realize how perfectionist they got because they've started to edit out you know people's mcrs you know like certain phrases that in the podcast that they put will you know like try to make it seem a bit like shorter and a bit better packaged out so like the listener can listen to it without it being too long and so me- like much of the, like certain phases that sound a bit repetitive so like it starts certain things of like getting used to the editing and you know when you're trying to re- work on ways like to either, like promote it and like getting right editing software like working out how to like get transcripts technical issues so all like even because like when you started with this I guess you realised how they can kind of put an out and can be quite expensive thing and interesting and so easy to like get like something out of it so fine ah, it takes a bit of time to work out.
0: Yeah definitely like a like, lot like of it a lot of doing that kind of stuff like when you edit an episode um I I I I I tend to do it, um if it's necessary. I don't. I'm not one for. It's not my favorite thing about having a podcast. Doing, yeah. but if if it's necessary, I, I'll do it. But um, no, I don't need to do it all the time. If I think it's fine, I'll 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 go with it and and stuff. But if not, if there's bits that need to come out, uh, I'll do it. And uh, so, sometimes I guess we will say potentially can, can you take something out, and then I I'll see what I think if like um, it, it, if some people don't like how they sound, sound um, we can adjust that but it's it's it, it, yeah I agree that's probably one of the hardest things.
1: Yeah and as I said you know like when you it's like working out what's like the best software to record on and I've seen there's uh, certain costs involved that you know like we've started starting a podcast as I said like I'm not exactly in any employment now because like I tried university and that's the work but myself got quite overwhelmed and burnout. And you know, like there was so much change in mind. And you know, like it's like as I said, like costs in trying to work out ways of trying to get the transcripts, get the editing software sorted, then we have like finding ways of like promoting this into like social media video clips. And work around any technical difficulties it can be quite expensive thing to, so, And like get yeah, to like get something like financially back from it. So, like, start working on growth of it. And so, hopefully, that less of these things will be an issue with, by when like, I like start to get more of this out in 2023 and grow the audience out by really, like 2023 plan on starting like a Patreon, cha- Patreon channel. So, like, Put some of the videos out from the podcast and some uh, extra content out for people to subscribe and like contribute tour.
0: Yeah, that sounds that sounds sounds good for you. Like, like yeah. with, with next year, um, t- twenty twenty three, or uh, it yeah. might be d- this year if you, if you if you if you plan to release this episode on your podcast yeah. for next year.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think um, I'll be going out. Yeah, I think I plan to get this out for. You and actually because I'm trying to try to do a weekly as gives you space to edit and you know like recording interviews in between. So I I find like I've got plenty of guests lined up uh, you know for this podcast because I got one guest called Rose Mewits and such coming out to this weekly of we record talking about dysfaction Look, yeah. Lola Mariah like whose social media you might be seeing her like so um we're talking about like Autism, ADHD by Poland, like a TV show she's trying to work on, production, And yeah. I guess, like, uh, as I said, Sarah Jean Harvey's came on here, uh, Agony and got Kevin uh, Settler, who's never a person, who's got so, um, so I'm on a spectrum, a country, on Instagram. So got some stuff like and yeah working on trying to get plenty of guests. And different ideas for different content and stuff like that
0: definitely it sounds really good um like with mine um yeah i think this year has been the most episodes i've done so far in a year i've had the podcast um this year i think over i've done about over 200 episodes this year
1: oh well um, that's excellent
0: yeah I, 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 but next year i'm gonna start having a, having a having a break um I always like to do a New Year's a New Year's Day episode and a Christmas special episode each year now. Um, that started last year, so I'm, I'm I tend to do that. So after that, I will have a little break in January, but then I might get back into it, like recording wise, in 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 February and stuff. Um, but um, yeah, it's it's I will be taking a little break, so I haven't really had that except for I've been on holidays and that. Of course, I've had breaks then, which I won't do as many episodes next year, but I'll still be doing episodes.
1: Now and there? I suppose 200 episodes, that's p- quite a lot for you. You know, we're 52 weeks there. I think alone, we try to like do like one a week or maybe like launch some bonus friends like one extra week, maybe the, in the long term. But as I said, it's trying to work on different ways of getting content out and that stuff. So mm. I mean, like, how for you've been, like, that's quite a lot to do in many of I guess. You really feeling proud of that, and how much yeah. you've managed to achieve.
0: Yeah, it's it's very good. It's very good. Like I think I I remember I I looked at the stats from 2021, and I only did 87 episodes in 2021. Yeah. Um, so that, that's a, a big improvement, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> from uh from 2021 doing 87, yeah. um to doing a hundred. Because you know when you get the Spotify Wrapped, it it does all your your podcast details yeah. and stuff. Um, it do, it does say hundred and ninety seven the other day, but by the time this year goes, it'll be a much a bit more than that. Um, than that one hundred and ninety-seven. Um, it'll be probably two hundred and um, um, two hundred and something. Um, but yeah, I think that's really cool. Like, I, I yeah, did, that's amazing. Yeah, I didn't expect it to be that much. But
1: i guess because i've done a few different series this year um, um it's cool uh, and i guess you know like you, you managed to like get so many different guests on that so it's it's quite amazing things doing and i guess you managed to chat to many people on different topics and they are like myself i only started back uh doing recordings recording uh, so like in the, the end of october and uh, i was uh, trying to like go for uh, like episode a week you know like for uh, the rest of next year, and does say like I me like some ideas for content to put out next year, and you know like I guess you've managed to grow a good uh, listening community.
0: Definitely, like I uh, I very much enjoyed it this year. Uh, yeah, I'm um, I'm lo- I am looking forward to what next year, brings, yeah. like um I, I i do enjoy having like i think the easiest part of the podcast is actually getting the guests i'll say that that is the easiest part for me um yeah. it may be hard to sometimes schedule it and that but yeah. um i think the easiest part is to find them especially if you, if you use instagram instagram is a very good tool for finding them because like a lot of people in their profiles will say i'm not they got they're autistic or they're they have crones okay yeah. so it's it's very very good
1: yeah, because, like, that's how we started booking people with, with Twitter, Instagram, and one time I was fortunately left that, uh, some of the, uh, uh journalists called Liddy Wilkins was going a book out called The Autism-Friendly Cookbook. Yeah, you may have heard of. Uh, she, like, emailed uh, me and tried, thought, oh, I'd love to come on your podcast. So thought, oh, excellent, I'll carry on. So, yeah, she's saying it's like the most fun and enjoyable part to doing a podcast is getting those people on, getting those kind of questions, ideas planned in, into, uh, you know, production and start to do all these recordings. Because, you know, like this chatting, as chatting to you right now, that's the most enjoyable bit about doing a podcast.
0: Definitely. I, I, I couldn't agree more. Like, it's just, it's nice just to have a conversation for, and well, you
1: know, yeah, it's, it's, it, I think it's really, really fun. Yeah, I say, like, I always find like like, they've done interviews, but, like, sometimes you get technology with so many different technical lasers experienced doing this, and I would say to learn the curve Doing Podcasts, and I guess you sort of, like, you've not so much, any like, have you found, like, got uh, quite good feedback from your listeners, and, you, like, some things you've spoken to yourself about, like, people have sent you about the podcast
0: yeah yeah I, i've I've like i think i think yeah so there have been really good like feedback like um i am um, i some more so each episode's different so some might get more episodes played or than others but i don't tell the guests that <laughs> yeah. um but yeah like um it's good like I, People
1: enjoy it. I think it's the main thing that they enjoy. Yeah. It. yeah. I guess that's like it's coming close to a wrap up, I guess. It, yeah. yeah. So, uh, is there anything else to add on the question list for myself that you wanted to ask?
0: Um. Well, how well I like to finish my um podcast is normally, um, Aaron. Like, I normally like to ask my guests, like, if you have any maybe advice about uh, potentially autism or, or or maybe having a podcast like would you have any anything just to add
1: advice uh, i just try to think of that off the top of my head advice i think it's trying to find that way of like finding and being comfortable in yourself for like who you are i know it's quite hard and something working on so like just remember that you're not alone and find that struggle of you know being yourself and it's a, it's okay if it takes a lot of time to find find yourself. But once you found like how to be comfortable and just try to make work on making yourself happy and making yourself feel safe and making sure so you got the right support in place and that, you know, and learning and that. And as I try I try to do is try to make myself like kind of more accessible to people on social media, kind of like are you so much the Twitter now and so like if you're if it's hit an hit up for you, you can uh, like uh find me at, on Instagram and uh, TikTok as well as Facebook at New Rainbow Project and then uh, you can email uh newcast at aarowcreo.com r-o-w-c-re-o.com and you can also find new rainbow at, at, uh, at email a thing. And as I was saying about advice on podcasts, podcast, kind of finding your person and like I guess like it's uh, something I'm still working on and for, for, like finding the right device for that. So like it's like finding where you like you can start from and it's kind of don't worry about uh, getting the right uh, start off. Just kind of find the way you're starting and like working on it and you know just try and it's how uh, we went to it. So what, like any advice you would give to like somebody starting out with a podcast yourself? Some um, things that may me, myself anyway.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um. Well. Um. How I'd, I. I. If you're starting yourself a podcast, um. I think to bear in mind is um, first of all, decide what you're going to use. Um. Like how. Like. Um. To, to set up is not very much. All you really need is a microphone. And headphones. Um, for me, uh, I I have my mic attached to my headphones because it's quite easy for me. I used to have a mic that was separated from it. I, I had a different headset at the time when I first started, but as it went on, I got myself a a nice a nice PC, um, <laughs> a gaming PC, and that so it all worked nicely. But I would say get uh if you're starting yourself a podcast, I've like people actually I I have actually helped a few people. Like a few people have come on my show, have started their own podcast. So I I love that when when people do that um but um but yeah so think of a name as well that's suitable um for for your podcast and a logo the logo of my podcast has changed quite a bit but I do want to keep it the same for a while now so um yeah like think of a good logo you might not be able to create it yourself you might want to reach out to me or aaron or or, or something if you if you yeah. can help with that um because i'm sure we'll we, we can help with that um but um yeah create a logo uh like get a logo made get a um a name which very hard kind of thing maybe to start off with and then decide um how often you want to do it is it a thing you want to do once a week? Is it a thing you want to do twice a week? Is it a thing you just want to do once each month? Like if you have more free time, if you're not in work, you might want to do it more often. But if you are in work, you, you might just want to do it maybe once every few weeks or something. Yeah. Um, but you can still do it. Um, so yeah, and and decide where you're going to record. So um, so if you want to record, um, so so some podcasts are in person. So potentially you might want to start your podcast like us doing it virtually but if there's maybe a, a studio you could rent out or or something like that it's i've always wanted i think that's a plan for the future i'd always love to do an interview in person i think it, it, yeah. it'd it be good uh, but yeah th- they're the main things just to think of yeah. just to um so if you want to create a podcast but yeah it's great fun um,
1: yeah and then when they expand that, as I say like with, with I said you could be out to or for a first i said you can reach out on the social platforms and the email address. I said to oh, if you've got any like uh, interest in making a podcast, got an idea, not sure what to do with it, or run some support of promoting it, and rent to chat to uh, me on my podcast, or chat to me about if you're in a way of promoting it, or like any a bunch of and like some assistance like that, they might be just, have been supporting that way and as you're saying with in terms of podcast recording I think try not to overthink it you know in terms of like how often you want to get, get it out try not to walk, walk too much you know try not to run before you can walk as the saying goes don't try to overplan it so that you end up too anxious about it to start with like the next sort of when the two ideas and just go from there and just try to build it naturally, keep it quite naturally and organic, something that you could easily achieve and easily to do. Try not make it too hard of a mountain to climb. otherwise you're not gonna get, you know, there. As I said, you know, like take enough time out and self-care if you need, and you know, just try to make sure you're happy doing it and you're comfortable doing it. And try yeah, you know, try not if you're too anxious about doing it, pause the idea and take a time out as I did myself. And so as I say, like if you don't worry about if you've got not got the most expensive equipment i to get an expensive microphone, so that kind of pokes me into trying to try get the idea of doing a podcast again, but it's fun to do it properly to engage with the guests, like as I've been doing now. and so like if you can start by downloading an app like FM Anchor and stuff like that. So it's up different apps like that. You can download to your iPhone or like Android device. And you can even start by recording for your iPhone's device or like your smartphone or like any iPad device if you haven't got the resources for expensive equipment. And as I say, if if you're not already going with this and not sure so how it's gonna go. Don't don't worry about buying expensive equipment. Just focus on getting an idea out there and just start on getting going and giving yourself the green light.
0: Yeah, and I, I completely agree. And it is good to do like have those things in mind. And um, like with, with, with me, I, I actually started when I started my podcast. I just started to do it on my phone. Um, because I didn't have any equipment at the time, I thought, "Oh, look, I can do it on my phone." There's an app where I can do it on my phone. And at the start, I was paying for this app, but now I do podcast for free. Except from the the software I use to record, everything else is free to do. Um, but yeah. um, in the future, I would love to do some merchandise, which I said on a few different episodes that other people have have, have their podcasts on, on and stuff. But yeah, merchandise have my own top with my my, my logo on would be lovely um just yeah. kind of just showing that but it's it's really cool, but anyone on um um listening on Aaron's podcast if you want to find me um i'll I'll just give you a few details um That's so you, you can find my, my, me um well my my actual podcast on the, any my music platform so uh crohn's and um um autism awareness advocate it's the name of my podcast so you can all listen to that uh, but if you would like to watch it. Um, just go onto YouTube, which is Autistic Advocate for Crohn's, and that's the same on Instagram and on Facebook. It's my journey with Crohn's disease and autism on there, whereas oh, it's, everything's on there. I do have a TikTok which is called um, um, Mace the Crohn's Warrior, but I don't really put much um, podcast content on there. It's just me being uh, being silly, <laughs> yeah, at, at the moment, talking a lot about the World Cup, but yeah there are all the places where you can find me, but uh, I've, yeah. I've, I've really enjoyed speaking with you, Aaron. And...
1: Yeah, i enjoyed enjoyed this. I'll say, you know, like, even today, like, those uh, cost things, because, you know, like, I highlighted on the cost of living and disability and, like, resources of people can get. As I can say, there's ways you can start out without spreading any cast now, as you were saying that, with, like, logos and stuff. I'm definitely, like, open myself. Working with brands just to like advertise and see what expendable income we can get on this. And as like, I'm not as active on TikTok, but I want to be in the future. So, like, over like, the start of next year, we'll start to put some co- podcast highlights out and that, as well as some other podcasting ideas or like podcasting ideas and that. And as, uh, as you just said, I got uh, you can find my podcast on all platforms as well as. You just said, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, any other pa- podcasting platform, and just by searching uh, Autistically new cast. and that's where you find mine. So thanks for coming on my podcast, and yours.
0: Yeah, so, it's been a really good podcast cro- crossover, and yeah, well, to both of our podcasts, we hope you've enjoyed it. and Yeah. yeah
1: thank you. Yeah, this may happen again. Who knows? Thanks okay. you very much, and I'll stop recording.